0: Agut Choydush, L'chaim V'levracha, Agut Morgan, Agut Machmitog, Agut Ovent, wherever you're listening from, welcome, and thank you very much, Rabbi Levitov, thank you very much, Rabbi Naparstik. The famous story, I read the story in Sipur Eich Siden by Hagon, Rabbi Shlomo Yosef Zevin, Zechrein V'levracha, the editor of Encyclopedia Talmudis and many other Svarim, and he has a... A few volumes, I think two volumes of Sipur Chsidim. And he tells a story there that Rab Mendele Haradak, Rab Menachem Mendel of Haradak, or some known as Rab of Vitebsker, he came from Vitebsk. He was, of course, one of the oldest students of the Mizrach Maggid. And after the passing of the Maggid in Tofko Lamed Gimel, Yutas Kislev, 1772, it's known that the Alter Rebbe was makabel Rebbe Mendela as his Rebbe. It's interesting that once on some Semchastoid, I remember, before Hakafis at the Fabrengen, the Rebbe asked why Rebbe Mendela Haradaker doesn't go into the list of the Rebbeim, the Balshem the Magid, and Rebbe Mendela Haradaker. The Rebbe gave an, a long answer then, but just the question itself was fascinating. He wrote a sefer called Pri Haaretz. Pri Haaretz. Sort of Zevin Rabbi Yosem, tells a story that once he made Aliyah Tarets I think Tovkov Lamad Zion, a few years after the Pateria of the Magad. And the Tereba wanted to go with him, Tarets But the Mendele felt that that would be the wrong thing, because the Alt-Rebbe should remain in, in uh, Belarus, what was called White Russia, the area of Russia, White Russia, Lithuania, Liuzhna, and then later Liadi and uh, become the leader of, of, of the Hasidic movement there. So the Altarebbe stayed behind. The stories are well-known. So the Mendel of Vitebska moved to Tveria, Tiberias, and that's where he's buried, in the old base of of Tveria. Maybe some of you were there. So Zevin tells an interesting story that there was once a Jew. Apparently, he was, um, he was an imbecile. He, was, he had challenges. And he went up to the Har with a shofar, and he started to blow shoifer. <laughs> and he, I guess he knew what he's doing. So the, the sound resonated. The sound carried far and w- far. And you know, suddenly somebody in the Har is blowing shofar. So rumor had it that Eliyohan is here. It's the beginning of Tka B'Shoifer Gadol. Eliyahu Anavi is announcing and heralding the coming of Mashiach. You know, Hinnani Shalech Lechemes Eliyahu Anavi. So it's a, it a big commotion. Yeah, Eliyahu Anavi, there's a shitting in Gemara in Erevin, and Gil, Eliyahu was is going to come before Mashiach. What's going to happen in the next day, the next few days? And Erev Zevin says the story circulated very fast so before the WhatsApp era, but I guess stories could still circulate. And the news arrived in Tveria. And somebody went into the of Mendel of Itepsker, Abmendel, Aradaker, Ab-Mendel of Haredaqer, of and he told him that, uh, you know, Mashiach is here. And uh, he told him the story. So Mendel of went over to his window, he opened the window, he stretched out his head, and he gave a smell. He gave a sniff, and he said, layde, layde, nachnish. unfortunately, not yet So Chassidim asked the question Why did he have to open his window And smell outside the house He could have smelled inside the house The answer is well, In the house of ruach for Mashiach. In the house of Aradaker, There was always an ambiance of geula A consciousness of geula So smelling in his house wouldn't do the job He had to see What's happening outside of this house? It's similar, maybe, to what is brought in the Sefer Pelech from Reb Hillel Paritcher who says, in the name of Reb Zalman Zezmer, who was his Rebbe, one of his teachers, who said in the name of the Alta Rebbe that lefnei the Rebbe used to quote this often lefnei neshamas ben certain neshamas who didn't experience the Chorben. Not that they didn't experience the Chorben. They knew about the Chorben. They also fasted on Tisha B'Av. But it means their, their state of mind, their their inner consciousness was in a state of It's One story. Now there's another story. This is an anecdotal story. You'll see why I'm sharing these stories. This is a funny story. It's a, a good Yiddish but it captured, like all these anecdotal stories and jokes, they capture sometimes profound truths. <laughs> there, was, there was once a fox, and the fox was very hungry for lunch, and the fox didn't have a meal. And The fox saw on top of the tree beautiful, beautiful big bird. The fox thought to itself, ah, this can, bird can be a Geshmaka lunch, but how do you get the bird down? The fax will start climbing the tree. The bird will fly away. Faxes can't fly. They're smart, but they can't fly. So the fax tells the bird, Did you hear what's going on? It's the time of Mashiach. It's a time of Gula. Time of Geula, it says, We just read Achrim Shel Pesach. with Kevas. The wolf shall lie with the lamb. It's a time of peace. No animals are killing each other anymore. They're not destroying each other anymore. So why don't you come down from the tree and we could schmooze and we could fabrenk and we can hang out and we can have a wonderful time. And the poor bird was gullible. So the bird started to make its way down from the tree right into the mouth of the fox. At that moment, there was a hunter who came into the forest, to the wilderness, to the jungle, to hunt. And as the system with the hunters is, they send out the dogs, who right away sense what is going on, the animals that are available, and the dogs bark. So As the fox smells or sees or hears the dogs, the fox lifts up its feet, ready to run, (laughs) to escape the wrath and the arrows, or the bullets, of the hunter. So the bird turns to the fox and says, who Where are you running? He says, the, do- the dogs are coming after me. The dogs are going to kill me. The hunter is going to shoot me. I have to get out of here. The bird says, I don't understand. You told me that this is the era of Mashiach. All the animals are going to live in peace. Man and animal will live in peace. Mashiach is here. The fox looks up. I have to say this in Yiddish, and then I'll translate. The fox says, yeah, 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 but the problem is as the hint, the problem is that the dogs don't believe in Mashiach. Now, both of these stories, the first is uh, obviously a different level of a story. The story in the Milsa of B'dichis, I should say, really, I think, convey a very powerful idea. There's two elements in Geula. there is what's called in Chassidus Geula Klala's and Geula Protis. In Tanya, Gears HaKadur Sim and Or to put it differently, in another language, like of Kabbalah, of Zoya and Chassidus, there's the Geula of Isarusa de, G'ula de la and there's the Geula of Isarusa de la Sata. Or to put it in very simple English, there's the Geula that Hashem brings. Only Hashem, nobody else. The creator of the world decides when Mashiach is going to come how he's going to come, exactly what moment, in what fashion, or what style, as the Rambam says in Hilchus and Perekid Beis, there's certain things we're going to find out only when they happen. And nobody knows. la Puma, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, Puma, Loy Galia. These are things that are not revealed to anybody. Only you know the secrets of the world. Only the Rebbeinah Shalolim himself, who runs the world and controls the world and orchestrates every event in the world, decides the moment of geula, how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, exactly what fashion it's going to happen, under which circumstances it's going to happen. And we is, as we say in Davening, or those who say, or think, and as the Rebbe used to teach, and he once quoted, interestingly, the Rebbe quoted, the brisker of, the brisker, Tovshin mem gimel or mem base, a Haggadah came out before Pesach called Haggadah Shel Pesach Mi base Levi It's a briska Haggadah, the Torah of the base Levi Rabbi Yosheber, Rabbi Yosef Doiv, and his son Reb Chaim, Rabbi Chaim Briska, and his son Rab the briska Rav. So uh, I think Pinchas Menachem Alter, who later became the Garib, the pre Menachem was An-Yichidus, and the Rebbe quoted this word from the briska Rav in the Haggadah that when you say achakaloy, it doesn't mean in other words, every day I await that he's going to come. The comma goes after. I await his coming every day. That's one element of gula. But there's another element of gula. And the other element of gula is what I create, what you create. It's the gula we create in our own hearts. Or to put it differently, to quote again the Sefer Moyer and Ayim, Another Talmud of the Maagad, the Nachum of Chernobyl, Parashas Chukas, this was a Mairei Naim that the Rebbe used to quote very often, that every single Jew has a nitsut of Mashiach inside of him or her. In other words, there's Mashiach inside of me. I am Mashiach. You're a Mashiach. I'm not a Melech Mabez David, and I'm not a Zed, not a fine <laughs> Many of us are not from Zed, David. We don't have the qualifications. But the spark, the Eud, er, the Nekuda of Mashiach exists in every single Jew. What Chassidus calls the Yechidish HaBenefesh, that state of gu'ul in every person. What's Mashiach? Mashiach is the person who introduces into the world oneness. Every person has that yechidel that point in you, that's the Mashiach inside of you. And the Mayri Naim says that <coughs> that's the, 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 the Pshat, it says, Dorach Koich of So Dorach Koich of Miyakov in Bolak refers to Mashiach. Chazal also apply it to every single Jew and the Rebbe says because both are the same because in every Jew there's a nitzitz of Mashiach based on the modern night and when each person brings out that nitzitz I bring out my spark you bring out your spark we all bring out our spark it creates a fire and that creates the Mashiach haklali the collective energy that Mashiach brings into the world that brings the Geulah from above and that moment Hashem decides but the creating the ambiance, creating the atmosphere living with it introducing it into our own lives, as Dalte Rebbe says in Niger HaKadosh, that every day you can create a geula protes in your own life, that's already something that's completely dependent on our, on my own awareness, on your own awareness, on our own awareness and, and courage and confidence. I think you, many of you uh, probably remember this, or it's good to remember this, and that is that in the famous Sikha, Chav Ches Aleph, the Rebbe said that uh, it was uh, very shocking. He said that you know after everything he tried to do, it was all in vain because the gaula did not come. And the Jewish people did not go out of galus. The mission was not accomplished. But then the Rebbe added these words. He said, There's something even more painful. As, I'm, not, I'm not saying this verbatim, but uh, the tarihin, you could you could hear it today. You can watch it, you can hear it, you can read it. Wow! What's What? In other words, there was even a deeper pain. There's a galus pnimi. There's a collective galus that the whole world is in galus. Kalay is in galus. The shchin is in galus. And history is in galus. And then there's a galus pnimi. Is that, I'm in my own, my own inner Golos. And in a way, the Rebbe said, that's the Iker pain. Why? I think we can understand. Because for so many years, we're trying to help ourselves and help the world. And help each person go out of the Golos Pnimi. But if I'm stuck in that, and there, Hashem says, Chutz That needs to stimulate me and challenge me. And that's the story of, of, of I think, it's connected to the story of Reb Mendel Haradakeh, that in his house, there was already a consciousness of that He had to smell what's happening outside of his house. Because the Kiddush of ghoul is ultimately the whole world. This brings me to another point. The Rebbe said this, I think, 1961 at the fabreng how is it that suddenly one day the wolf is going to live with the lamb, the Garzevim Kevas? Whether you learn like the Rambam and Hilchis that it's a marshal, it's a metaphor for the nations of the world, that there'll be full peace. Or kipshuta, like many others say, that the wolf is going to live with the lamb. What happens suddenly? The Rebbe said in avard that it starts off within a person. The world responds to people, animals feel our energy, as we know. They sense that Salamala the zohar says, story with Daniel, it's brought in Tanya, Dalad, I think. Animals sense the energy of people. Every person has a wolf and a lamb inside of them. There's a wolf inside of me, and there's a lamb inside of me. When a person can create the vigarza evim kevis within the person themselves, automatically the whole world changes. So much of the voidah of Ga'ula begins inside my heart, inside my brain, inside my soul, inside my home, inside my marriage, inside my connections with people, inside my daily life, and inside my psyche. What does this mean practically? I have 10 minutes. Okay, so let me try to do this in 10 minutes. So I think it means so many things practically, but I just want to bring out one point. That may be very valuable. <laughs> in the last months of Tafshan Bey's after Khafchasnas, the Rebbe kept on sharing an expression that I had a schus to hear myself with my own ears, and many of you heard it, or, or you have the schus to read it today or hear it today in the Sikhs. And that is Madaf Efen and It's time to open our, our eyes. The Avoidah of Birurim Birurim means the selecting, the choosing, the sifting through between good and evil Has reached a conclusion And today the Avoidah is to open your eyes and welcome the energy Kabbalah's Pnei Sheikh, Welcome the energy, welcome the light of Gula Which is already present and manifested in the world And as the Rebbe once expressed himself I think it was Pashas Vayetze Tov beis. That we're already uh, we're sitting at the table. There's the lev yosel. There's the sharhabar, habar. Everything is prepared for the meal. Umadaf the You have to open your eyes. I think the Rebbe told Rev Mordechai Eliyahu of the Svartic Chief Rabbi of Israel, Beis. I think Vov Beis. He said an expression that I have said. And that I have said. He said that Mashiach is here. He's outside the door. We have to open the door. And I think he, said, he spoke in Hebrew, which means pull them in. What, what does this mean? What does it mean to open my eyes? So I know this has been discussed so many times and there's probably so many different ways of looking at it and so many different possibilities and dimensions to it. But I want to bring out just one little point that I think may also contribute to this vital conversation. What happens when my eyes are closed? my eyes are closed, everything in the room is still the same. Nothing changes. When I open my eyes, I just get to perceive the reality. So it's not like when you close your eyes, the world changes. You know, kids, sometimes you close your eyes and you think nobody else sees you. Everybody sees me. I just don't see anybody else. So when we have closed eyes, we don't realize that somebody sees us because <laughs> we don't see anybody. But everything is here. It's the ability to open your eyes, which is basically the ability to be perceptive. To open yourself up to seeing things that maybe moments ago, when my eyes were closed, I could not see. So opening your eyes doesn't is not about changing reality; it's about seeing reality. A is changing reality. What's birur? Like in Hilchas Boirded in Hilchas Shabbos in Shulchan Aruch Aruchayim, was at Siman Shinya tests. All the halachas of boir, the good and the bad are mixed. You know, the part of the salad that you want, the part of the salad that's rotten or moldy. It's mixed together. And you want to separate the desirable from the undesirable, the eichel from the psalus. On Shabbos, you're not allowed to do (laughs) bayret. You're not allowed to be bayret psalus, but eichel, because Shabbos, the focus is you see the good. During the weekdays, you have to be bayret. It's part of life. This is alpi nigla, alpi alacha, and it's alpi chsidis, toydar yipashis lechlecha. Shabbos, there's no boidah. Shabbos, you can eat. You can eat the good. So you can take the good from the bad. But you're not busy with bad and good on Shabbos. Then there comes an error. that Rebbe says, Nestaim havoidah sabirudim. is changing reality, redefining reality. He says, today the Avaida is opening your eyes. It's being perceptive to reality. It's opening yourself up to reality. That's an intense idea. Think about it. That's an intense idea. Now, what would that mean practically in my life? And what does it even mean? time, There's no bad in me anymore. I don't have to struggle between good and bad. My good is not mixed with my bad. I mean, I can't talk about anybody else, but I can talk about myself. Really? There's no, everything is bare, everything is clear, it's toiv and not. to completely two separate things. Wow. Which is why the Rebbe was surprised. Why is Moshiach not here? Why is it He said he did. I remember the episode he doesn't know a reason why Mashiach is not here. This is what Hashem wants, but he doesn't understand. Alpitam of of doesn't understand. Because, you know, G- Golis is like pregnancy and Gula is like birth, and it's like overdue. Kolu kids the says in Sanhedrin But what does this look like? What does it mean to open my eyes? Perhaps one dimension is. The way we look at ourselves, and therefore the way we look at our children, and therefore the way we look at our spouses, I should say first spouses, then children. The way we look at our family, extended family, our community, our friends, our acquaintances, and the way we look at strangers, at anybody, anybody in the world, I have to open my eyes. And when you open your eyes, you'll see something else. Opening my eyes is not so easy, because for 45 years or 55 years, my, my eyes were closed. not so easy to open my eyes, right? Opening your eyes may be a very, very serious transformation, but it really means that sometimes my entire gullus is based on my perception, my perception of who I am and who my child is and who the other person is. And then I just validate that perception through what we call confirmation bias, through behaviors that intensify that perception of reality, which is all based on the fact that my eyes are closed. What if we can open our eyes and see really, Nistaima sabirurim. Nistaima sabirurim is that what we're calling the negativity in ourselves or the negativity in our children may have to be defined in much more subtle terms. And maybe one way of looking at it is as follows. The word ra we usually translate as bad, or evil, or negative. And that's of course true. But in Tanya, and Pedeh the Alter quotes the Pesach in Koeheles. Hevel or Ru'us Ruach. Ru'us. The, the etymology of the word ra is Ru'us, which means brokenness, a broken spirit. Those of you who learned Mesechteh Babakama, Perek you remember? On the first Ahmed, Koisel Ra'ua. What's Ra'ua? Not a bad wall. Walls are not bad. It's a rickety wall. It's a shaky wall. It's a flimsy wall. It's not a wall that is anchored, that is solid. It's going to break. It's not going to not going to last. What's the shayrish? What does what does this teach? What's the shayrish? What's the root of all Ra? The root of Ra is not evil. Later, it becomes evil. In the ultimate source, where does Ra begin? Ra begins in brokenness. In the notion that I'm separate. When something is broken, it's detached. It's fragmented. It's not part of the whole anymore. The truth is that every single one of us is part of a whole. Ein <speaking> Hashem <Hebrew> is the organic state of reality where there's complete oneness. We are all part of formlessness. The beginning of Ra is when I decide that I'm a form, I'm a tzir, I'm separate, I'm detached from the infinite, undefined wholeness of Ein Sof. And that sense of separateness, that sense of fragmentation, that sense of detachment, that is the shairish of Ra. I think what we're seeing today more and more is when you look at people, especially you look at young people, we don't see bad anymore. I don't see bad people trying to become good people. I see broken people, Ra from brokenness, trying to become wholesome people. The Ra today is that you don't realize how beautiful you are. You don't realize how sacred you are. You don't realize how beautiful and sacred every child is. And it's difficult because we go back into that Gullus program of duality, of separateness. I'm full of evil. I'm full of negativity. But it's time to open my eyes. The Rebbe loved saying over a word from the and I am The last years he said it over. I think every, almost every year, Parshas Kedoshim. It says in the beginning, of Tiyu ki Kadosh ani Hashem Says the Medrash rabbi Kamoini. You think you could be as holy as I am? You think so? Talmud Leimar, Kedushas Kikadish Ani, Kedushas Yisrael Meila MeKedushaschem. I'm holy. You're not holy. You're holy, but my holiness is higher than your holiness. Stamped. There was the famous Shiva of Mir B'Chaim Shmulevich Safada Meid. So he once said. If you saw the Pshlem Kazvila, Pshlem Kazvila was a Kaddish, a Tzadik in Yerushalayim. He says, if you saw the Pshlem Kazvila, you can understand why the Medrash thought, Yochel you, could th- you think you could be as holy as Hashem. If you saw him, you would understand the question of the Medrash. But it's a strange Medrash. You think you'll be as holy as God? So God says, no, 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 you can't be as holy as me. So the Meir writes, of writes, the Rebbe would say it over the tzaddik brings it. It's also brought in Degel Machim Ephraim, another grandson of the Baal Shem-tub, a grandson of the Baal Shem-tub. Jonah had a daughter, Adil, and Adil had a son. He wrote a sermon called Degel Mach in Ephraim. So he writes the same word. Yachal Kamoini. the Rebbe used to say, Yachal It's not a question mark, it's an exclamation point. Yachal Kamoini, you could be like me. Yachal kamayni b'nikhusa. Talmud lo imar ki Kaddish oni, Kaddushas hi lamayla my holiness, Hashem says, comes from your kedusha, from your holiness. Because we're completely one. My holiness, you create Kivayochel Hashem's kedusha. That's what a person is. So we used to say, I mean, this is the Pshnimeis, this is what Chesedah says deep, deep down. The Rebbe says, no, open your eyes. If I'm not seeing this in myself and in other people, my eyes are just completely, completely blocked. It's a different vocabulary it's a different attitude the way you speak to a child the way you speak to a bacher the way you speak to a girl it's not just the way you speak it's the way you feel them the way you experience them so they can experience themselves there's a beautiful verse from the heilika i'm going to finish with this because my time is up the heilika says yokel <laughs> Kamini." you would think you could be like me so the title says ki I'm holy so he says you have to read it differently it's an unbelievable Yachal you think you could be like me till my learn to say ani." learn to say that I'm holy learn till my learn to say it I don't know if you know this, but I heard this from the Rebbe in Tovshinun Aleph a in 1991. Shortly after Chavchesnus, I think it was Parshas Emor, spring, summer, Nun I don't remember now the week. I should look it up. And the Rebbe said then something. I heard it at the time. It was astounding. I asked a few people. I was at Bacher, so I didn't. Uh, I heard that it was shocking. I asked a few people, but. What should i say <laughs> the, the question was better than the answer the rebbe said that every jew is a tzadik even the tzaddik that's discussed in tanya i it says in the tanya that not every person could be a tzaddik. <laughs> so the rebbe said that was before the holocaust and the, the words of the rebbe is thus has given fired exodus von is from the Rebbe used to call the holocaust the of the last generation after what the jewish people went through everything is different what does this mean so this you could bring on for a few days and for a few weeks and for a few months and for a few years you could bring about us but one nekuda the whole way of looking at ourselves and looking at other people today must be through the lenses of gu'ula through the lenses of mashiach not to see Ra. The real Ra that exists in people is their feeling that they have Ra. That's the Ra. The feeling that they're broken, that they're separate, that they're disconnected, that they're detached. When the MS of MS is that every single Jew is a manifestation of atz ein soif baruchu in this world. And if I'm not seeing that in me and I'm not seeing that in you, I get it. My eyes are closed. So with compassion, I have to be able to talk to my eyes and help myself up my house now. Sometimes it's difficult because I'm programmed for so many years, and I come back to the milsad of Dechisa. Yeah, yeah, Mashiach is da, but hint Mashiach. The dogs don't believe in Mashiach. Which dogs are these? There's voices inside of me that slept me away from the truth of who I am, from the truth of who you are, from the truth of that consciousness of absolute oneness with Atma Saint Seif Baruch that is the true reality of every single Jew and ultimately of every person and ultimately of the whole world. To live in that consciousness is a choice that I make every single day and every single moment. Who am I? Who is the person I'm breathing into? Who is the person I'm experiencing? Who is the person That is communicating right now with myself, with my spouse, with my children, with anybody in the world, who is that person? Is that a person who is a conduit for absolute infinity? Or is that a person who's wounded and bruised and evil and bad and detached and depressed and despondent and anxious with all of my challenges and wounds?